Hello and welcome to Voice of Restoration, a broadcast outreach of the Christian Brethren Church, bringing you Bible-based teachings from author and Bible teacher, Pastor Afolabi Oladeli. When the whole world turned to any Christian station, any church that you find anywhere that people are preaching, it's all preaching about money and prosperity. I don't know who of you is here today. Isaiah 55, please, can you help? Because it's important to bring this home to us. Something that is so crucial that all of you who are here, maybe for the first time, I didn't come here to preach to you about how you are going to get money. And that's not the thrust of the things we want to live with you. The scripture says, Oh, oh everyone, everyone that tasteth, Come ye to the waters. To the waters and, and do what? And he that hath no money. And he that has what? No money. Just stop there. He that has no money. He that has no money. There is an evil in the land, in the church. That is supplanting the very word that it preaches. And I speak a warning to many of you who are strangers in this assembly who are new, who have been taken by the spirit of apostasy that has gone into the churches, that everything in this world revolves around money. Oh, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters, and he that has no what? He that has no money, come, buy, and do what? And eat. The Laodicean church, the seasons in which we are, has nothing that it trusts itself about other than money. And that's the cause. C-U-R-S-E. That is the cause. Of Pentecostalism in this time. Under whatever names you call yourself. Whether TBN. INI or whatsoever. Everything that you see comes down to money. And you better be delivered today. Because you are on your way to hell. When everything that is being spoken about, everything that people bother about, even in the church of God, all revolves around money. Yet the word of God tells me, praise the Lord. ministers they have set aside and they lead you astray supplanting the very word of God that tells you that there is something that is superior to money 
someone paid for it all with his life. That when you understand the life of Jesus and what's in him, these things that the world and the church and the ministers begin to drag you by your nose and you follow foolishly, you cast yourself out of the ability, of, out of the sphere of how God can help you. If all your life is dependent on the quest for money, you will perish with money. The basis of all the evil that's running across the length and breadth of the lands. And isn't God showing you the signal? In terms of the perilous times that we are seeing across the length and breadth of the nations of the world. Financial crisis here. They are telling you banks are about to fail. Countries are about to go corrupt, to, to, to collapse, and so on and so forth. All predicated on the fabrication of man that success in the world is based on finances and financial systems. And I want to warn you, particularly those of you who are new to this doctrine of the word of God, there is something that is greater than money. Something that the word of God tells you you can get for free that is not purchased with your naira that is not purchased with your dollar, that is not purchased with your pound sterling, or any currency for that matter. Oh, I need money because somebody is sick. What you need is not money. What you need is healing. And that's paid for. It's paid for. It's paid for. It was quoting from Matthew 17. It said, upon himself, he took on all our sicknesses and our infirmities. And by the stripes upon his body, you have been healed. It's not money you need. It's healing you need. Oh, my son is about to resume in school. I need money to pay his school fees. What you need is supply of God's miracle. Because he said, I will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory through Christ Jesus. You need to change your thinking. You have been corrupted by your teachers, by your pastors, by the big men of the gospel who have taught you that, well, money is it. Money is not the basis of it. And the sword is upon the church in this nation. Hear me? A new wave, a new season is beginning. When God begins to declare it. And you that are here, who have been here over the years, you better open your ears. Lest you be swept away in the sure judgment that is to come. Come buy wine. What does wine do? Wine excites, creates joy. People take wine because it, it's, it's supposed to be reminiscent of, 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 of joy. Come buy milk without money and without price. Verse 2 said, 
wherefore do you spend money? If you think it were money that was important, you spend it for bread and you labor for that which doesn't satisfy you for all the money that you have. Who of you has been able to bring your dead brother back with your money? Why are you still hungry? Why are you still sick? Why are you still bound by the demons that, that pursue you everywhere? If money could bring the deliverance that you want. Money is a servant. The currency of the eternal God is faith. And faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The currency of heaven. Of the kingdom to which we belong. If you belong to that kingdom. You say you belong to the kingdom. And you refuse the loss of the kingdom. You belong to the kingdom of your father the devil. Who has riveted your spirit and your soul and all that you think about on money. Because the currency of my father's kingdom is faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what he's saying here. Why do you spend money for that which is not bread? And your labor for that which satisfies you. You labor and labor and work and carry pains in your body and you don't get any rest. Listen to me and eat that which is good and delight Let your soul, delight your soul in, in, in fatness. And he speaks it. The clincher. Verse 3, please. Let's go. Because Incline your hair and in, come unto me. Yeah, and your soul shall live. And, and I, I will, will make do an what? everlasting covenant. I will give you. you an everlasting covenant. Even the sure mercies of David. The covenant of, that was secured in the blood of Jesus. The covenant that you enter into not with money, not with cash, but with absolute faith and confidence in the finished works of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have been deceived over the years by the corruption that has entered into the, into the church, that has turned money into something else, this is the day that you can break the yoke and get free. Otherwise, you will perish. The condemnation of the Lord and the church of Laodicea said, buy of me gold tried in fire, a garment white. You say you are rich. Rich in what? Rich in what? Rich in faith? The currency of my father's kingdom? Or rich in money? The currency of the kingdom of Satan? And that is the undoing of the rulers of our nations. As I start my ministration, stability in troubled times. A specific word that God gave to me to the praying believer. It's not in application to all Christians. Because not all Christians are Christians. And those who are Christians, there are Christians who are not praying. This word is specific. For he commanded me. said, so give them the word for direction and for comfort. Give them this word for direction and for comfort. And that's why we speak in the dimension in which we go this afternoon. Only a fool 
that is playing the proverbial ostrich will not understand that we are already in the troubled times. Across the face of the world, some people want to go to America. Some people want to go to England. Some people want to go to this, they want to go to that. Let me say something to you. The trick that many of you don't even understand now, they are now throwing admission to every full Tom, Dick, and Harry because their own students can't go to school there because they can't afford it. They know that you have sold your lives on so education, 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 education. They will take your money to fill the gap that they don't have and put yourselves in bondage rather than occupying yourselves with what God has asked of you to do. Financial crisis everywhere. Unemployment in America. Trouble in the Middle East. And at your own very backyard here. People are talking Boko Haram. You haven't seen anything yet. We have said prayers in this place against Boko Haram. And the Lord had that to those prayers. But there are deeper things that are coming. That you better prepare yourself for. And that's why this word is coming. For comfort. For direction. Jesus declared that the things coming on the face of the earth, Luke 21, said, with fear coming upon the heart of the people. But this word of comfort is given to those who are praying, lest they begin to walk in the ways of Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter 1, give me from verse 2. Because all of you who have been praying, and I know you've been praying in this place, for those who have been true and faithful in praying. Oh Lord. This was Habakkuk. A prophet of the living God who was there waiting on the Lord every day, crying unto God. And this was his reaction to the things that he was saying. Oh, Lord. How long will I cry? Uh, you've I... been praying and you've been praying. You think, oh, for all my prayers, what's happening? For all the prayers that we've been making, what is happening? My eyes are still seeing sins. He said, I cry out unto thee, violence and you will not save. Why do you show me sin and cause me to behold the grievance? Our rulers, they have vanished for the last six weeks. They said they are on vacation and Rome is burning. The house is burning. Confusion has caught them. And the few that are praying, it is that you do not let down your guards that the word is coming today. I behold, you show me iniquity. I see grievance. I see spoiling. I see violence before me. And there are that raise up strife and contention. And you are doing nothing. Verse 4. Therefore, the wicked is slapped. And judgment doth never go forth. For the wicked doth compass about the righteous. Therefore wrong judgment proceedeth. How many of you are feeling like Habakkuk? You can lie if you want. I know many of you are having questions in your heart. Concerning the time you spend in prayers. But listen to the word of the Lord. Because for such as you. The Lord is sending this word. So that. Drooping arms can be made strong. Weak knees can be strengthened. Because God is about to do something on the land. Praise the Lord. I was asking, what will I share with the people? 
There's so much that is ahead by way of ministrations. Those that are going to South Africa, they are already on their way. One is there, the other will join. Over these next two weeks, multiple ministrations in different places in the land will continue to carry on the world. So that no one feels so discouraged that he is no longer standing in the place that he ought to be. In Isaiah 33, I want to just set the stage so that you can understand the background and be able to pick what God is saying because a parallel is what God gave me out of this scripture. So you understand what's going on in your nation, what God has said to do, and the confidence that I'm supposed to give to you. This story is set against the days of the king of Assyria, King Zennacherib. How many of you know the story? Second Chronicles 32. I don't have time to go into all of that. So I expect you to take your pen and go search that on your own. The setting of this prophecy that was spoken by Isaiah was against what was happening in the land of Judah in the day that Sennacherib rose up and invaded Judah. And many of you know the story. How he came to the gates. He began to speak the language of the people in order that Judah might be weakened. You remember that they appealed to him. Don't speak to them in the language of them. You think your God will save you. But prophetically, heaven was already setting the stage. And what heaven was doing is what I want to bring out to you. Because the same parallel the Lord said to me is what I've set in your land. Woe to, to thee that, that spoilest. And, and thou was not spoiled. And uh, thou that dealest treacherously, and thou and they dealt not treacherously with thee. God identified somebody by two traits. One is what? He is a destroyer. Alright? Another translation says, Woe to thee that destroyed. Because the word spoilers there speaks about the destroyer. And we know who the destroyer is. The word says the thief, he cometh not but for what? To kill, to steal, and to destroy. Mark those three things. And see the way they have applied in this nation. Your rulers, whether in public service, civil service, or whatever it is, they are stealing. They are killing. They are maiming. And they are destroying. God identifies them. Amen? The king of Assyria was the one that God was speaking about here. But the parallels are the things that I'm bringing out to you so that you understand that God is actually thinking about you. He is thinking about you. He's thinking about those few, those few believers who are praying, who are holding on the fort. He identified the one that is the, that is the destroyer and he identified them also as the traitors. And you know what the word of God says. When he was speaking about the betrayer, I believe in John chapter 8, he said, you are of your father. And when he speaks, he speaks a lie. Can you give me that scripture? Thank you. He said, you are of your father, the devil. And the lust of your father, you will do. Look at the characteristics again. He was a murderer. He abode not in the truth. When he speaketh, he speaketh a lie. He speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and is what? A father of liars. Your politicians, your president, all of them, 
qualify under the same word. Liars! And we speak with such vehemence. By chance there will be some amongst you who will repent. Because the word of the Lord has spoken here. In the same manner as if you have, de you have deceived. In the same manner in which you have also destroyed. It's going to be paid back to you in exactly the same coins. Watch that word. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. And you will see it. A parallel is being set in this place. So that you will understand that God cares for you. He declares, they dealt not treacherously with you. When thou cease to spoil, thou shall also be what? The judgment is defined there. In the same manner in which you've been destroying, you'll be destroyed. In the same manner in which you've been deceiving, you will be deceived. Verse 2. And you will see here, O Lord, be gracious unto us. We have what? Waited for thee. Be thou their arm every morning. Our salvation also in time of trouble. You can see the change in the identification of the wicked on one hand. And God looking at those who are here saying, Lord be gracious to us. We've waited for you. Be thou their arm every morning. And the salvation in trouble. I'm coming to break this one down for you. Praise the Lord. Said, the Lord showed me the parallels that this holds for this nation called Nigeria. The identification of the abusers of God-given power as the destroyer. John 10, 10a, you already quoted that. As the betrayer, John 8, 44, which you have seen. How these things tied both the rulers the civil servants, the public officials at both state and national levels, heartless rulers and administrators that have, left, that have failed to live up to the expectations of those who are constantly praying for them. How many times, for how many months, has this assembly, and there have been many more, been crying and praying for the rulers of this nation? Don't think the times that you've spent before God praying, don't think those times have been wasted. They are not. They are not in any way. And for your sakes, we are revealing this. On the other hand, said, said, these are heartless rulers and administrators who have failed to live up to the expectations of those who are actively praying for them. They care not for the mischief they make the lies, the dissimulations they are guilty of. The solemn engagements they violate in order to achieve their wicked designs. Speaks to your politicians. Everything is translated on the, on the basis of what does it lie in for me? Who is caring about the multitudes that are in the streets? How many of your children, millions of them, who are out of universities today, who are roaming the streets? And one of them had the guts to begin to say, why should everybody, why should they be looking for a job? Why can't they go and farm? And I uh, almost pronounced upon him something that he will never be free of. <laughs> Lord, just here save me.
Thanks for listening. Join us again on Wednesday for the concluding part of today's sermon. For more information on today's episode,